Welcome back to the Matinee Kate. Welcome back. So today is going to be the start of our on every holiday, a holiday date murder. Yes. Um, but it also falls on a Monday, so Convenience, Convenience. <laughs> which works out. It helps us make up for that missed episode. So today I'm going to tell you about a murder that happened in New Zealand in 1998 on New Year's Day. It technically happened in the early morning hours of New Year's Day, but it was following a New Year's Eve celebration sort of thing. Yeah. It, they're both the Ultimately, New Year's <laughs> New Year's Day for future holiday episodes is going to be a weird one for us because a lot of the actual incidents happen on New Year's Eve. But I think it's a 12-hour fucking window of where it's right. just New Year's. <laughs> right. It's going to be today about the disappearance of Ben Smart and Olivia Hope. I say disappearance because they have not been found. Yeah, it really sucks whenever there's not a body to go with it because you never know because right. most likely they are dead, but they could not be. Yeah, this is technically categorized as a disappearance presumed murder. And um, they are both presumed dead in absentia. In other words, they're just, they're gone. Yeah. And they're, they're both young people. I believe Ben Smart was, uh, let's see, Ben was 21 at the time of his disappearance. Olivia was 17. Ooh. Yeah. Real young. Real young. The evening of New Year's Eve, 1997, they were just going out to have fun. They ultimately booked a spot on a yacht if that makes sense were they a couple then i'm assuming they were <sighs> i'm not sure completely maybe they were just like a young thing they um, they might have been a couple that's not really gone into very much okay so maybe they were like in that weird thing without a label to where they're seeing each other but they're not maybe boyfriend girlfriend so they were at a party in the Endeavor and Inlet in of the Marlboro Sounds, which I am not from New Zealand, so I have no fucking clue where the hell that is, mm-hmm. but somebody probably will. Um, but there was like 1,500 to 2,000 people there. Huge fucking New Year's Eve party mm-hmm. kind of thing. They were like, well, let's go back to the yacht. Um, they booked a spot on the Tamarack, and so later on this actually became known as Operation Tam short for Tamara. (laughs) Around 4 a.m., things were starting to wind down at the party, and they're like, all right, well, we're going to go sleep it off at the yacht. By the time they got there, they were like, oh, well, somebody took our spot. And I guess they were just, like, super friendly or something, because they're like, that's okay. We'll just hop on this water taxi, because, it, it, I mean, New Zealand's an island. That's probably a, a lot more of a thing. It's not so much around here, but... So they, they jump on this water taxi, and bartender named Guy Wallace was actually driving it. I'm thinking it was supposed to be kind of like a safe shuttle home kind of situation, because he had actually been working the bar earlier that evening. It could have just been a company-provided thing to where they just had, like, people like who people knew getting, how to People getting boats. back to their, their own ind- individual yeah. ships and things like that, or yachts or whatever. So, at the time that they got onto the water taxi, there were already three other people on there. One of the people that was on there was not identified. Uh, The first two were Hayden Morrissey and Sarah Dyer. They came in to the investigation portion of things as a witness. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, Ben Smart and Olivia Hope got onto this water taxi. 
through an interaction with this unidentified man because they were trying to find somewhere to just like sleep for the night mm-hmm. this guy was like hey i've got a yacht why don't you just come sleep it off on my yacht that's fine so according to wallace who was driving the water taxi he dropped them off at a yacht that was kind of like tied up to other yachts kind of in a harbor yeah kind of i believe it was in a harbor Mm. the water taxi guy dropped them off dropped the other two people off that was the end of his day he was just like all right i'm out of here that was the last time anybody saw ben and olivia alive they weren't actually reported missing until the second so the following day it was Mm -hmm. full 24 hours and initially they treated it like uh, just a regular missing persons case but See, the thing is, is a lot of people were like, you know, this isn't like them. They're normally very punctual people. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of why they, they sort of jumped on the, these people are missing situation early-ish, but not too early. That's the thing about it being a New Year's case. It's like for that first day, everybody's like, they were really fucked up. Like they're probably still (laughs) sleeping. They're in a ditch somewhere fucking drunk. (laughs) They're, they're probably still sleeping kind of thing. So... This big, huge investigation started, and the first pe- person that the police focus on is the water taxi driver. Which makes sense. It does make sense. I mean, ultimately, he was one of the last people to yeah. see them alive, so he's the only real lead that they have. And in the process of going over everything with him, police are showing photos because he's like, there was one person on the water taxi that I dropped them off with, but I didn't get his name or anything. I I don't know the guy. I kind of have a rough idea of what he looked like, though. Right. So the investigating police started just showing him picture after picture after picture after picture after picture. And he's like, well, it kind of looks like this guy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about him saying that it kind of looked like this guy is there were similarities to the person that he saw in the photo for the person that was unidentified. Wallace was quoted saying that the eyes were the same as the man he had seen, the hair in the photograph was too short and his appearance was too tidy so he was like well the eyes are the only thing really calling it for me everything else is like kind of close but it's not like what i saw that right sort of thing so he's like kind of it could be this person but i'm not confident that it is right the police immediately latched onto that and they were like okay so we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on this but also tell us like more about the boat and everything that you dropped Mm -hmm. them off at the type of boat that he dropped them off at is called a catch uh i don't know boating much i don't know a whole lot about the like Um, sailing boats or that kind of thing yeah so it was described as a wooden catch which is just it's a boat with two masts he said that it was he actually drew a picture of the boat that he saw he said it was like 38 to 40 foot it was a uh, well-maintained, w- made of timber, and had a thick blue stripe on the side, several portholes with brass surrounds. And he said it was uh, rafted in a group with three to five other vessels. Okay, so it's a sailing boat. It's not a yacht. Probably, honestly. Well, if it has the two masts and it's made out of the timber, it's usually a sailing. Because the water taxi driver had said you know this is the kind of boat that i saw police rolled Mm -hmm. with it they're like okay keep an eye out like we're looking for this kind of boat and a lot of people were kind of calling in and being like hey i saw a catch i don't know if it's the right kind of catch kind of thing but Mm -hmm. i saw this i saw this and the thing is is a, a number of the people that came forward saying that they saw it were told either that 
they didn't want that information or that just in general their statements wouldn't be followed up on they'd just be like oh okay and they'd just like throw it in the garbage yeah why even make it a thing to let people call in if you're not going to use any of that information? <laughs> the crazy thing is, is a former detective who worked on the case actually claimed later on that officers were told not to follow up on the sightings specifically, which really makes you wonder. This this whole thing seems like some kind of bizarre, almost like a cover-up, like maybe they knew who it was and it was somebody important. I'm not sure. But you know what? You know what I'm already going to call it? You know what I feel like happened? I bet they were fucking sex trafficked. In 1998? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I. It was, it, like, that was from even into, like, the 70s and stuff like that. Sex trafficking was a thing. And it's I'm going to take you back to that picture where he's like, it kind of looks like this guy, but not really. Mm-hmm. That picture was a picture of Scott Watson. And the reason why... They decided to throw his photo in with this whole lineup is because he had, quote, the right sort of agenda and pedigree because he had a prior history. And the thing about Scott Watson is he did have 48 criminal convictions at the time. 48. But a lot of them were from when he was a teenager. There were things for like burglary, theft, cannabis offenses, possessing a weapon, and one for assault when he was 16. Oh my god. So like... 70s or 80s like teenager kind of shit okay right right. and he had been in prison for a couple of different times uh back in 89 and 1990 but his last conviction prior to all of this happening was actually he only had one conviction in eight years so between 1990 and when this all happened in 1998 he had only had one conviction for anything. He was doing a really good job yeah. turning his life around, trying to be a better person, being like, hey, I fucked up, but... And then the police are like, mm, scapegoat. Mm. And, and that's exactly what a lot of people are thinking. A lot of stuff kind of came into play, and they started being like, we think this is the guy, we think this is the guy. And before he was even arrested, the media was basically told, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> So they were able to report police comments and actions that kind of said, hey, this guy is our prime suspect. And they were told that they they were allowed to do this. So they were able to say, this is the guy, before he was even arrested, before there was even a trial, anything like that. And they actually arrested him on June 15th. And six months prior to them arresting him, they were like, hey... You know, this guy has a yacht. They disappeared because of a yacht. Maybe it was him. Mm -hmm. But it was entirely the wrong kind of yacht. (laughs) Oh my god. I really, really hate this. This case is making me upset. (laughs) I really hate when police don't do their fucking jobs. The insane thing is, is this is still actually ongoing. Now... Because of this having happened in New Zealand, New Zealand is kind of overseen by the crown. Mm-hmm. So it's not the prosecution, it's the crown. The crown is the state mm-hmm. sort of thing. So the crown called almost 500 witnesses <gasps> How the, okay. for this case. The defense called 26. 
because 26 was the amount of actual witnesses they had yeah, that yeah. could vouch for things properly, I feel. Now, a lot of what the Crown was basing the case on was saying that Watson was the one that invited them to sleep on his yacht and that that was the last time they were seen. A different water taxi driver actually testified that he had dropped Watson off at his yacht, the Blade, which his yacht was, a, I don't remember if it was aluminum, but it was a metal hull. It was not a wooden hull, which was a very specific deal mm-hmm. detail that was brought up about the yacht that they were dropped off at. I don't know so about like you, but wooden metal is pretty easy to tell the difference of. A- and, that's <laughs> and that's what's crazy. And they were also using prison informants who they basically brought in prisoners and said we'll reduce your sentence if you tell us what you heard so they came up with some bullshit we're like oh yeah he told us that he did it and this, oh that, and the other my thing. god this case bothers me <laughs> those informants did later come forward and say yeah they did lie about their testimonies but at that point it didn't matter now they claimed that prior to the whole situation they're trying to say that because this one water taxi driver said that he dropped Watson off at his yacht, the Blade. And then Ben and Olivia were later on another water taxi driven by Wallace. And that's where they're trying to say that's where Watson met them was on that other water taxi. So the Crown was like scrambling and trying to say, oh, well, he went back to shore and then got on another water taxi. And that's that doesn't when make he fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Because they weren't going from shore to the boat. They're going from the boat to the shore. Like, what? Precisely. And they argued that it did not matter. The Crown argued that it did not matter that they couldn't prove how he got back to the shore because they supposedly had a witness claiming that he was involved in an altercation on the shore somewhere between 3 and 3.30 in the morning. I want to fight every single police officer that was (laughs) involved in this. So many (laughs) fights. Starting the year off really fucking strong with me already wanting to fight people. (laughs) Right. So the prosecution then went on to claim that the blade left its mooring at the Endeavor Inlet probably somewhere before 6 a.m. And that was just him going to dump the bodies and then go back and hook back up to to the shore. It's like they didn't want this whole thing to fucking happen and they were just like, we need the easiest way to not have to deal with this. So that guy did it. Like, oh. No. Yeah, exactly. And they, they kind of thought of that. So they were like, hmm, well, you know, it'll really stick it if we have some physical evidence, proof that they were on his yacht. So all of a sudden there was a hair that was found. And there was the claim that the hair belonged to Olivia, that it was it was her hair, and that was our proof they were on this yacht. But the problem is, when you want to figure out if a hair belongs to somebody through DNA, you have to get hair from, hair that, person. from that person. So there is now the thought that the evidence of the hair found, the hair that was found on the yacht, that evidence was possibly contaminated because of various things they were both on the same table during testing maybe the pieces got swapped and it was also found that there was a one centimeter hole in the evidence bag so (laughs) (laughs) 
okay i the whole thing (laughs) there's also things like the chain of custody among other things and just a lot of stuff that (sighs) there was not due diligence in this and i'm huge on due diligence in these no they just wanted this shit wrapped up real fucking fast they truly did so when it came to the two uh, prison informants that were coming forward that that later did come to forward to say that they mm-hmm. lied. One of them did actually flat out admit that he was getting death threats from gang members, so he figured maybe if he talked to the police, they would protect him. So he was willing to say whatever he could for police protection. Oh like the God. amount of coercion and manipulation of evidence and ignorance of evidence and willful ignorance of evidence in this case... So the thing is, though, is after an 11-week trial, they still convicted him. Are you fucking kidding me? They convicted him of murder. Um, He's got a life imprisonment as a result with a minimum non-parole period of 17 years. So after 17 years, he would be eligible for parole. Spoiler alert, he did not receive parole. He's still making valiant efforts for it. His family is very much on his side on this whole thing, as am I, personally. Oh, yeah. There was legitimately no fucking proof that he had anything to do with any of this. And the only thing that's really screwing him over when it comes to this parole stuff is the fact that he's innocent. But they want him to go through these reform systems. Of saying that he's guilty. To be able to say that he's becoming a better person. But he never did it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, he's uh, in. He was eligible for his first round of parole in June of 2015, and he's since gone before the parole board four times. He's been declined every single time, and ultimately, the basis that they are saying for it is, until he's had psychological treatment to address his risk of reoffending based on his murder convictions, which he did not even commit. He's been assessed as having a high risk of reoffending. Oh my so God. he was he was falsely convicted, and because he is not willing he to, he wasn't even there. Like he, he wasn't even. They don't even. Okay, I am convinced that the got sex trafficked or something like that, and the government knew about this little ring because you know what was going on in the height of the fucking 90s and all of that shit the whole fucking Epstein shit and all this uh, other that's shit that's a good point and still is ooh ooh January 1st we get a new Epstein list a lot of fucking people are on it interesting but um I'm convinced that they probably either got sex trafficked or they got killed by that one shady dude or some fucking thing happened the mystery shady dude Mm-hmm. Which is the crazy thing. So and in 2016, the board basically said because he's still denying committing the murders and he's refusing to engage with the psychologist, his his risk of, of reoffending could not be traded. And if he's not willing to go through with those treatments, they're not willing to give him parole. So his next hearing, actual, his last hearing, I should say, actually happened in October. I'm pretty sure nothing came of it, unfortunately. Could you imagine if they, like, reopened this case and somebody else investigated it and they found evidence that proved him innocent, the amount of fucking money he would get? That's a good question. 
The fact of the matter is, though, is they've the Ben and Olivia have been missing, presumed dead for twenty five years, mm-hmm. almost twenty six years. It'll be twenty six years, won't it? Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. And for all this time, this guy is still fighting for his freedom. When he didn't, he, <coughs> he didn't even know these people. He didn't even know these people. He, he even wasn't even in the situation. No. He was on his own fucking yacht. There was over 2,000 people there, and you went after this guy because he had a history. And he was turning himself around. There was that very distinct gap. I mean, if he had committed something and just gotten out of jail, like, two days before this. Okay, I can see I how could, you could jump I to that I could conclusion. maybe see jumping to a conclusion on that. But it's but the fact that it's just because of the fact conviction. that he was seen because of his eyes. It was literally just because he had the same fucking eye color and eye shape. And it was, it was four o'clock in the fucking morning. You're mm-hmm. on a water taxi. You can't tell me that those things are lit up like fucking Christmas. They're not. So you really can't just. Well, Do you he think had the water that taxi look driver feels like horrible? I do believe uh, it was actually mentioned. That I I can't remember which article it was that I read, but um, he did say that he does feel horrible about calling out that picture because they were showing these pictures to him rapid fire, mm-hmm. and he See, he legitimately just I'm said, "Well, he's kind of got the same eyes, but like he looks too tidy. The hair's different. Like it's it's not." If I'm ever in that situation and I'm getting rapid-fired photos and I'm not confident, I'm just saying I'm no. I would much rather deal with a sketch artist than being shown photos. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like once you're shown photos, it's easier to... Psychologically... Psychologically manipulate the witness. Yeah. I mean, it's just as simple as when I set this picture down in front of him, I tapped it twice with my finger, but not any of the other ones. And he might not realize... I showed realize this one for a few seconds longer than the yeah, other one. And, and that yeah. person might not realize that they saw that, but they saw that. Mm-hmm. So that was the case of Ben Smart and mm-hmm. Olivia Hope. Uh, almost 26 years missing, presumed dead, and yes. the wrong man is in jail. This case my, makes me angry. <laughs> my brand new smoker is getting delivered. So we will see you guys <laughs> next week. Bye! Bye.